Welcome to Crazy Day, where I explore my own curiosity and invite you along for the ride. Ready to go? Welcome to Crazy Day, my podcast about what's on my mind and what I'm curious about this week. This week, I'm curious about the color blue, but but wait, don't hit the, the stop button just yet. Stick with me for a couple minutes, all right? See, years ago, I read an article from the Business Insider about a researcher in the 1800s named William Gladstone, who noticed something kind of odd about the way that ancient literature used colors to describe some common things all around us. It started when he was reading The Odyssey by Homer. Now, take a look at this verse in Book 2, verse 420. Homer writes, Gray-eyed Athena sent them a favorable breeze, a fresh west wind singing over the wine-dark sea. I mean, who describes the sea as looking like wine? In fact, while Homer famously describes many details from the lives of his characters in intricate detail, Gladstone saw that he used a lot of odd choices in his color selections. Honey is described as green, the sky as bronze, and those are just to name a few. As he started looking over other Greek pieces of literature, he found that black, white, and red were mentioned pretty often. Yellow and green were mentioned rarely, but blue never was. In fact, it seemed like the Greeks didn't even have a word for blue. Now, I remember reading the Odyssey in high school and not even giving these odd descriptions a second thought, but then again, I barely understood half of what I was reading in those classes anyway. Reading these verses now, though, I have to agree with him. I mean, of all the colors to choose to describe the sea with, why wine? In the late 1800s, a philologist named Lazarus Geiger took that research a step further and studied the ancient texts of other cultures. Now, as a side note, for those of you that, like me, don't know what a philologist is, the dictionary helpfully defines them as someone who specializes in philology. Thanks, Captain Obvious. Basically, they study historical linguistics. Anyway, he looked at works from different parts of the world, like Iceland, ancient China. He even studied the Quran and the Bible for references of the colors that they used to describe things. After studying the Hindu Vedic hymns, he made the following observation in his 1880 book, Contribution to the History of the Development of the Human Race. These hymns, consisting of more than 10,000 lines, are nearly all filled with descriptions of the sky. Scarcely any other subject is more frequently mentioned. The variety of hues which the sun and dawn daily display in it, day and night, clouds and lightnings, the atmosphere and the ether, all these are with inexhaustible abundance exhibited to us again and again in all their magnificence. Only the fact that the sky is blue could never have been gathered from these poems by anyone who did not already know it himself. 
As he went through more of these ancient writings, he found that different colors appeared in mankind's written history at different points in time, and concluded that we must have become aware of different colors in different periods, starting with black and white, then red, yellow, green, and with blue being one of the last ones that we became aware of. Now, as I was researching different articles about this premise for this episode, I found a number of different ideas and opinions explaining this. But the one that seems like it's the most prevalent and thought-provoking to me is that most cultures simply didn't have a word for blue, and so they just didn't see it. Their eyes didn't discern the difference between what we think of as blue and another color. Now, that at least jives with my own lived experiences, with labels and the world in and around me. In a previous episode, I spoke about my life living with depression, where I didn't realize that what I experienced was depression, simply because I didn't identify it with that term. It just felt like sadness, but not really. Being able to find that word to describe it gave it meaning and allowed me to differentiate one emotion from another. It also helped me communicate to others what I was experiencing in a way that allowed them to understand me better. And this whole topic really sums up something that makes my brain just pop with curiosity. I mean, if I could physically experience something like depression without recognizing what it was simply for lack of a word to define it, and if humanity could, at least conceivably, look at the sky and the sea and not see them as blue for lack of a word to define its color as something different, then what exists in our world around us right now, right freaking now that we can't see or recognize for lack of a word? I'm not talking about something on a spectrum that our eyes aren't capable of seeing, like ultraviolet or infrared light, but a color or a shape or, or something that is incomprehensible to us for, for lack of a way to describe it. I spoke in another episode about noticing the details in life that we walk past and, and learning to appreciate them. The textures, the tastes, the smells, and the sounds that we, we might otherwise ignore. But to imagine that we could be living in a world that is full of even more wonder, and the only thing preventing us from experiencing it is a word? That just makes me giddy with excitement and awe. I mean, if this is the first time you're hearing about this topic, you are likely a bit incredulous at the thought that the ancients couldn't see the color blue. And yet all the written evidence seems to point to the fact that they couldn't, or at the very least, that they didn't seem to find it important to describe it in their writings. Can you imagine what our descendants will be thinking incredulously about us in 1500 years? What they won't believe we didn't see or notice or write about. I don't know about you, but it kind of makes me want to pay even more attention to the world around me. 
spend even more time in nature and put my phone down just a little bit more and see if I can catch a glimpse of something that no eye has seen before. Just maybe. I mean, someone had to be the first person to notice that the sky looked a little bit different. So that's it for this admittedly different episode of Crazy Day. Thank you so much for making it to the end. As always, if you enjoyed this episode, it, it would mean the world to me if you would share it with a friend or on your social media feed. If you haven't already done so, would you mind leaving it a rating or a review if your podcast app allows for it? Regardless of what you do, I, I love you so much, and I'll see you on the next episode of Crazy Day.